and three, two, one. It's time for the Everyman, where real man talks. Let's go. Time to grind, get inside your mind. Yeah, we working overtime. That's the only way to climb. We gon' make it in our prime. Signing on the dotted line, cashing checks left and right. That's the way I'm living life. Hello and welcome to the Everyman Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. We have Christian Thrain, who is the marketing managing director for Consumer in EE. How are you today, Christian? I'm very good, Louis. Thank you. Oh, well, we are very grateful for having you today. Um, it's it's been something that's probably been in the in the pipeline for what I'd say a month or so now to to get you on the pod. So very much happy to get you on, especially on a Friday, which is uh, we feel very lucky. Um, Christian, Ethan, so Job, how, how are you two <laughs> this week? How, how's your week been? I thought you were leaving well, it open for us. I'll, I'll take it. I'll hey, take it. Hey, Christian, you can tell the boys are nervous. You know, we, we, <laughs> we never can usually shut Jobo, and uh, <laughs> yeah. we can tell these two lads are, are nervous. Um, it's all good on my side, though. Uh, nothing really new. Um, just just looking forward to getting the podcast. I know this is something that Lewis has been dying to get Christian on for quite a while. Um, been a bit of a yeah. fan girl recently, getting them on. So uh, it's, it's good to have you on, Christian. I appreciate you putting us up in misery of hearing about getting you on the pod. So thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm in. I'm in Denmark at the moment, so I'm in my in my in my uh, home hometown here in my summer house. So it's a uh, setting good setting for uh, for a podcast, I guess. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, so Christian, I, I think just to get things started um obviously our podcast we talk about men's health both physical and mental um i'd be keen to understand what does men's health mean to you when you hear that phrase and when you think about it what does that mean to you <laughs> now there's something about sort of health in general i mean then you just put men's in in front then you immediately move into a territory where where men are often not very open about sort of talking about health and not as active in in in, in uh, taking care of themselves, uh, so it's that's sort of the territory you go into. But it sort of obviously when I when I start, I sort of think about sort of all the things that that sort of are are important for your health. Is it? I mean, for me, do you get your do you get your fitness routine? Do you get some exercise? Do do you get the right food? Yeah. Uh, do yeah. you get your sleep, which is which is very important for me as well. That mental aspect, which I'm sure we can get into, but also, I mean really that sort of territory about when there is something wrong, do you go to the doctor? Do you do something about it fast enough, which I can say for myself, not, not always as, as, as quick as my, my wife, for instance. Um, but I think we should be better at talking about it for sure. Yeah. I, th- I think that's something we've really discovered since doing this podcast where mm. irrespective of people's backgrounds, irrespective of where people are in life, there seems to be a common theme within all of us men where we feel we're invincible, where, as you say, we don't go to the doctors if we're or seek medical help. If we're maybe not getting if we're not feeling our best, we we almost just crack on and feel like, ah, oh, it's fine. We don't have to maybe get the, the support and help that we need to feel our, our very best. Um, and that's essentially what we're tr- trying to do with, with this pod is 
where, where a group of normal 30-ish uh, blokes all got our own sort of life experiences, all had probably situations in our lives where we have gone through some times of uh, probably trouble or, or difficult moments. And we found as a, a group of friends, actually just speaking to each other, having this session sort of at least once a week to talk about how we feel and what's going on in our lives has enabled us to maybe not have the stresses that we previously had. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. Getting that help is something that, uh, and support uh, in your life, is something that men definitely need to do um, more of. I think it's that old men, men's mental, like, um, kind of like it's always been a thing that men are, like, afraid to talk because they don't want to come across as all the, you know, weak or, or mm-hmm. come across as though they're not how do you put it like masculine in a way you know Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that we need to really seriously like try and get away from because it it can't be just coincidence that there's a correlation between like male suicide and female suicide being much higher in men than it is Mm -hmm. in women um and i mean we've had some great guests on in terms of people who know a lot about the subject who've even said a lot of it is just that you know men don't talk enough or they don't show emotions like like women do and it, it's something i think we could learn from the women you know i think it's yeah do, you know yeah definitely i think i think you're right there and um, so christian that's a really interesting first uh, sort of point for you around men's health and and your perception of it what i'd be really keen on is equally to sort of take it a step back and understand maybe you as a person more and sort of the journey you've gone on, on through sort of your life and career. Um, I'd be, be really keen to understand, obviously you're in a really senior position now, but kind of what your, your life experiences have been through your career in terms of to get you to where you are today. Yeah. Thank you, Louis. I, I, I'm Danish, right? You, you know that. I grew up. Yeah. I grew up in a relatively small town, uh, sort of 50 kilometers uh, outside Copenhagen. Relatively small place. Uh, um, I have a brother. My mom and dad get divorced. Got divorced when I was about 10. Uh, went to school in the same place. Played football in in in, in that area. So I've all grew up there. Most of my friends. Um, Still live in that area, and 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 uh, for some reason I had that uh, hunger to go somewhere else and and and, and go international very very early. Uh, I don't know where I got that from. I was the first in the family to get a, a sort of a, a long academic uh, education and um, studied uh, business uh, in Copenhagen Business School and and. Uh, went into consulting uh early out which was which is a great learning platform and in, in so you you learn to sort of address a problem and and uh, and and solve it and present it and, and increasingly get more and more responsibility and more by coincidence than anything else i got an opportunity to join uh Telenor. i had worked on three projects for them and got an opportunity to join and run their strategy team uh, did that and, and and that was a big part of, of sort of that uh getting into telco and i'm still i'm still in telco now i've done yeah once now 18 years later still in still in telco and love it um uh, was uh did some different types of of uh of, of roles and, and got an opportunity to to then actually at a point in time in my career where i where i, where I felt that i i uh 
I needed to do something else and, and actually went uh, to, to my boss at the time and, and, and resigned and, and got an opportunity to then. So, well, he said, well, I'm going to Malaysia. Do you want to, do you want to join? And I, and I, I sort of called my wife and we made a quick decision to, to say, yes, I'm going to quit the other job and, 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 and went to Malaysia, which was a, a massive learning journey for me, relatively sort of early in career go and, and, uh, be effective in another country it's really a, a fantastic learning opportunity because a lot of the things you take for granted when you are in the same country is everybody else have the same culture a lot of the same culture and norms and how you are effective in a, in a work setting all of these things are different when you are in a different country and you need to start you look at yourself from outside in a in a very different way and uh uh did a lot of very sort of new things for me career-wise. Uh, I headed up regulatory. I did network sharing with a big competitor. Things that I had not worked with before at all, which was which was a big a big part of my career development. I feel and probably something that I think uh, sort of looking back, you you think about how important it is that you have the bosses that have played a big role in your life and and and, and been part of developing you and people who who believed in you enough to give you that odd chance that why would you give it to me type uh, challenge. Um, yeah. That, that, that really sort of throws you into the next uh, sort of curve of your career. Um, mm -hmm. Spent six years in Malaysia, spent four years in Sweden before I joined uh, uh, EE in, in, uh, in the UK a, a bit more than three years ago. Yeah. I think well, you've touched upon something there. Sorry, Christian. Uh, no, no, you go ahead. There around um, having mentors and leaders in your life. Mm. Um, how important do you think it is for people to find mentors and and how would you suggest people best do that because i've had great mentors in, in my career to date um and i feel like i've always just found them by chance or by luck mm. is, is is there any way into, into kind of how you've went about finding mentors or has it just been a natural synergy by working with people who've naturally took a, akin to you no i think it's i mean it's uh I've had mentors that I got as part of a program and and they've been great and, and it's a powerful learning. But it, I think the most the most influential mentors I've had have been have been people I've met bosses or, or, or people around me that I've I've sort of come to work with or got to know and I've leveraged over time. And I think that that's often because mentorship is about also knowing the person. What is it that you you need to develop as well so it's it's um it's often uh that relationship that you people you stumble upon or a boss or, or people you you work with and it's it's just that it's incredibly important as you develop your career that you you find you find people around you who believe in you and, and who can who can who can who can develop you and also honest enough with with you to tell you where you need to develop if you need to develop right so it's it's that type of of relationship which is very powerful yeah, something I actually um, resonated with, Christian. I know you were saying about mentors and stuff like that, helping you develop mentally in terms of your career path. But something stuck out that you said to me was about sort of all your family and friends relatively still being in, in Denmark. How, how did you find the the mental aspect of of leaving close ones um, and going to, to such a big jump? I mean. Denmark to Malaysia for me that's a, a huge shock change in culture shock change in, in people diversity like you know what I mean so how, how did that affect you mentally and how did you learn to cope or, or was there any well I mean I I, I left on a two-year contract uh, not on a 
not on a 13 year journey, which which has been so far, right? So it's in, you leave on a two year contract and think you're gonna go back after two years and then you get a couple of extensions before you know it, you spend six years in Malaysia. And it's, I, I have yeah. <laughs> I have the luxury of having a, a couple of very good groups of friends that I stay very mm. close to and I, I still do now I have the luxury of uh, having one of them coming over tonight. I'm seeing, I have a group of friends from my high school that I'm still seeing a group of seven that, that's I'm constantly meeting as much as possible and traveling mm. back to, to see as well. So it's it's about sort of staying connected as well. Of course, you when you when you go away for for, for that way, you, you're not as close to your family and your friends in the in the same way. But but that requires just that you you need to invest a bit a bit more uh, to to stay close. And then I I brought my family. Right? My 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 wife is my best friend and my best uh, coach and mentor as well. So. She's been with the, with me on the journey uh, all along, and got two kids uh, on the journey as well now. Uh, a daughter who's fifteen and a son who's twelve. So, uh, and, and and as a family, you get a, you get a very tightly knit unit because you're not going to that odd uh, family birthday every weekend, right? You're together much more, I think, as a, <laughs> yeah. as, a as a tight unit, right? So it's um, you go on a journey and you and you and you, you learn something else you pick some something else up very different obviously from my own upbringing mm. but good one i yeah. think yeah it sounds great to be fair it sounds like you've been on a hell of a journey you've still got it's still not written yet you know what i mean you've, you've got a long way to go by the sounds of it christian um i mean joby's just made a great point there about sort of leaving your family and things like that but also i just want to go back to you mentioned you know, football and, and potentially playing. I just want to know if you were involved in any sports growing up. Are you still involved in sports? You know, myself, Lewis, or footballers. You know, Joby's a UFC, he's in he's UFC martial arts. And I, I say footballers in a broad term because they're laughing at me. Yeah. No, you mean you mean a, a very... Yeah, um, I've, I have not played elite football, uh, but I've always loved to play football. And since I was a kid, mm. I've been playing badminton. I'm sort of, and I played squash. And I'm sort of uh, always kept fit. I played sort of uh, floorball as well, which is sort of an indoor type ice hockey uh, thing. And it's uh, and now it's more running because it's the most flexible flexible thing, right? It's just, it's just I mean that it's my go to place as well. It's it's incredibly important for my for my mental health and for, the, for for how effective I am, that I'm in a good place. It's it's the same thing when you're you know, on an airplane, make sure you get your oxygen yourself before you take care of others. For me, it's, I need to, I need to get my, my exercise and I, my run is, is where I sort of, where I, it's me time. It's, it's for me to think it's my, my center now. And it's, yeah. it's easy to do because it's just put on your shoes and go for a run for 45, 60 minutes and, and you're good. Yeah. Are you are you good at running? Would you say like are you? I know you'll probably know people in our, our wider team. So Alex Cornett, for example, he <laughs> does lots of running, doesn't he? He's completed all of the marathons. Yeah. But like, where would you put yourself on that sort of level of of running? I mean, uh, Alex uh, runs very fast. Uh, yeah, I've done, yeah, I've, done, I've done a handful. I've done a handful of of marathons, a bit more. But it's I've, I'm not, certainly not as fast as as, as Alex. Yeah. So, but in I mean, terms but I mean, of you, no, go on. No, but I mean, I'm. I've done my marathons, and it's and it's 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 not for the for the for the for the for the run itself. It's just as much for the for someone for something to look forward to with a couple of friends. We sign up a couple of friends, and you and you keep each other honest on your on on your training towards it, and 
and when you go you're together and, and it becomes an event and, and you have fun with it right so it's uh it's just yeah. becomes a social thing as well that, that i really enjoy yeah i think that's for me running is definitely the one thing that keeps me um as you say that that time for yourself that time to we, we all, we're all busy in our, in our day life me and christian for example so joby um we have had a kid in the last separately not together yeah we've had a, a child each in the past year um he's yep, one tomorrow uh, on monday actually yours is one, one on monday. monday yeah yeah mine, mine was one last month and mm-hmm. um it's been, it's, I have to be honest, it's been a really, yeah, thank you. It's been a really hard Thanks. year balancing that idea mm-hmm. of career, um, being a good partner, trying to be a friend. Again, look after yourself with running and reading and learning and all the things that we need as a human to, to feel satisfied and happy in our own life and then try and be a dad. Um, mm-hmm. So given Christian, your workload is probably, well, it will be considerably more than mine, even though I, I feel like I'm really busy anyway um how do you balance that your work life and then your personal life how does that go yeah I mean I when I moved to Malaysia in in the, in the first place my uh my wife moved obviously with me and she got pregnant relatively quickly and then uh we, we had a son there so the, the first couple of years she was she was uh just staying home and, and, and we had the luxury of having some help when you're in in malaysia it's easy to get help so we had help in the house so that sort of was was a starting point and and then mm-hmm. since then it, it, it's turned out my 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 son needs a bit of extra support uh he's in a special needs school now and, and does fantastic a fantastic boy but needs a bit more help yeah. and, and and that means my my wife has decided not to go back to work yet, uh, and, and and spends a bit more time in 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 supporting in supporting him, and that gives me a bit of flexibility. And there's there's no doubt that 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 situation for for me in 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 my home, I mean that that sort of balance that I that I have uh, with mm-hmm. a, a great marriage and two wonderful kids, it's a it's a it's a fantastic starting point. I mean, it's once you start having uh, challenges or trouble. Uh, at home then you are not as effective right so it's it's again you yeah. ladder up and you you eat well you exercise you're in a good place and you're in your home and you can be more effective so it's it's those things that you sort of all add up yeah i i think when i look at us again myself and, and joby um joby for you for the last year how has it been for you? Obviously, we're in very different roles. So, uh, Christian, for context, Job's in our uh, one of our contact centre teams. Currently, um, right this second. Currently, <laughs> literally right at this second. Um, how have you found balancing um, sort of being a new dad and then sort of the work-life part? Yeah, I think it's it's very difficult, isn't it? Especially in the circumstances that, like, the transition that we're going through at the moment and stuff like that especially my my position within the business um obviously just so christian kind of get context uh i work as an outbound sales advisor here in our call center in gosforth and newcastle uh doing bt primarily full fiber um but obviously we've just closed down and, and and now moving towards inbound so i will be starting to sort of take charge of selling ee products and 
EE Mobile and, and all the rest of them that I've never had to do. So you've got the the I don't want to call it stress because actually I kind of, I kind of find it quite refreshing because I have been stuck in the same position for such a long time that like any thing you kind of get used to something so much that you end up taking your foot off the gas a bit because it it feels like you're too stagnant so it's actually been quite a refreshing change from me from my perspective mm-hmm. um but i think it is a lot harder than i thought in terms of the balance of of trying to be the best dad ever in the entire world but also trying to focus on bettering your career and 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 pushing your career further and i and i feel like i'm still trying to work out that balance um mm-hmm. i'm trying to get as much support from people who've done it before um so anyone who i know who's kind of progressed and had kids and stuff like that i'm trying to sort of pick their brains to say like look how do you find that perfect balance between sort of being there and spending time with your family as well as also mm-hmm. given because you can't give 100 percent of both it, like how, how do you do it do you know what i mean um i mean christian probably has a, a way better idea than both of us um going through it yeah. himself especially progressing and and having them like you said and it for I don't want to assume Christian, but it sounds like a lot of that has to do with how fantastic your partner's been in terms of supporting you, you know? Well, well I think, I think in many ways, I think it's, it get having kids makes you, I think a better person, a better leader, because it, it forces you to put things in perspective, right? I mean, it, it's, yeah, it, it makes things sort of come together. And you know, so you, you come out of a position where you think that, working two hours or five hours more is mm. the thing that takes you to the next level, which it rarely is. It's mm. more about looking at yourself and, and and looking to others for feedback and figuring out what are the things you need to develop to go to the next level. And again, it's rarely just working five hours more. It's, it's often other things. I mean, I, I have my own little model that I sort of think about when I think about potential and things I want to develop. And it's, it's, it's sort of, I've, look at five things and that's sort of what I can manage on a, on a hand, right? It's, it's people's problem, problem solving skills, analytical skills. Are you, are you good at problem solving? And I, I always say to people who are, who are very good at problem solving that they overestimate the importance of problem solving because there's, there are four other factors to it, right? It's not enough to know what is right or wrong. And you, there's more to it. The other thing I look at is, are you ambitious? Are you, is it important for you to win? And it, not, not all roles is equally important to do that, but in, if you're in sales or if you're in my role in delivering in PL and these things, it, it is important to be ambitious as in, to want to win. And if you're if you're good at problem solving and you're ambitious, you are you're sort of in a, in a good place. But it's, there's still three more to go, right? It's there's something around communication, uh, communicating with impact, which for me is number, number three, because a lot of people know what's right or wrong, but they are not able to effectively communicate it mm. in a way that, that that sort of people understand and engage with. So that's that's my my number three. Number four is about, for me, stakeholder and widely sort of empathy and how you work with other people. Do they want to work with you? Can you get people on your team? Can you, mm. can you, there's, there's no way I could be effective in a setup like, like, like the role I have now. If I, if I was unable to work with, with, with uh, Nick in customer service or Bridget in commercial yeah. or, or Kevin in digital or Stephen in finance, I mean, so you need to work with people and you need to work with, uh, get, get people on your, on, on your team. And then for me, the fifth is about is about curiosity and, and, and being brave because it things are developing so fast and new things are coming in. And, 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 and certainly if you want to 
if you want to progress your career, that willingness to learn more and not being afraid of jumping into mm. something. Those are things. Those are things I look at when I when I look at sort of uh, people's potential and my own my own mm. development over time, and just realizing on on your journey that you you that there's there's no there's no one is perfect at every, at every at everything. Right? So yeah. we have our combination of things, but we also have things we need to develop. I mean, we, we're not. I I quite quickly figured out that sort of when when it comes to Communi- communicate, communicating with impact. I, I have, I've had bosses who are almost natural entertainers and, and, and great on stage. And I, I, I quite quickly figured out that that's not my style. I'm not a natural entertainer. I'm, I'm something else. But I, I, I can see that I can be effective in communication with, 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 a more, with a more authentic, more visionary style, talking about where we want to go, why do we want to go there, and, and be authentic when a, and, 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 and use different... Uh, uh, sort of mechanics in, in in how you in how you in how you present and 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 that's been my way to it. But one of the things I've worked with, so it's it's I think it's just important to to look at all these things and 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 sort of figure out what is what is your formula and what are the things you need to work with in order to be effective. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll be using them definitely because actually the last one you said is kind of what I, what I feel has actually been my biggest barrier is just not wanting because I've been so comfortable not wanting to take that risk in case it didn't work out. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I'd say that's been one thing I, I'm i probably going to listen back to this and, and write them down at some point because um, it's something I do find that, that I struggle with. And the second thing you were saying about, you know, having the kids makes you become a better person. I feel like I do have more of a drive now that Alfie's here to mm-hmm. to st- strive to be something better for him. And I, I'm assuming that's the same for yourself as well, Lewis. Yeah, I think for me, since Oliver came, um, it has been the biggest change in my life from a, I, I was probably really guilty and so of doing what Christian said around just thinking if I work more, I did five more hours, 10 more hours. Um, so Christian, for context, I started at the same day as Chris in our business. Um, I came in as an advisor and, and worked mm-hmm. my way through. And um, I very much got out of the situation probably by putting in the more hours and more hours but Mm. where I now sit in marketing that isn't the way for me to be better at my job it's not Mm. I actually have to probably look within myself more of my strengths and weaknesses and work out okay if I'm not as good at something we'll use an example a a business plan for argument's sake okay I need to get really good at some of the commercial aspects versus Mm. actually if I just put more hours in because actually it's more about working smarter than necessarily just working harder. And I've tried over this last year to put a lot more of that work in of, okay, work on my weaknesses and become more rounded versus, mm. but equally not forgetting if I'm good at something to double down on that. And it's, and that's a balance within itself, actually. Um, something that you did say, Christian, though, it has really stuck with me around where you said you, you didn't feel that you were maybe naturally an entertainer within your sort of communication style and it's something you've had to work on mm. how have you done that so so if, if you have identified a weakness how have you then found a way to, to sort of make that a strength and a skill that you can then rely on no but i mean there's a couple of things that have been powerful for me uh, sort of during doing i think i use some of my strength which is my elliptical skills my structuring skills so try to make sure that you you think through, work through, prepare a proper story. What is the story you're going to tell, uh, mm-hmm. and and work that in. And then I had a 
I had a very powerful experience with uh, a guy called David Phillips, uh, who was uh, sort of uh, training people in, in in communication skills, and uh, incredibly powerful. And he, he talks about this as a as a skill. I mean, it's not something you're born with. The communication is a skill, and it's something you can learn. Uh, and it gives you a whole lot of of, uh, of tools to work with, and and I found them very powerful. And it's it's sort of leaning in and 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 looking at storytelling and communication uh, with impact. And there's tons of material. Uh, he's done mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a bunch of TED talks that I and I've looked at a couple of times, uh, and I find them very powerful. And it's and it, and he's interesting because you can see he's not a natural entertainer himself. You can see that it's yeah. a skill he's learned. And he's very, very powerful. So that's that's a good example. And it's it's, more, it's almost more authentic in that way, right? Mm. But it's, but it's really few, few people. I mean, it's, it's really back to this sort of, uh, and I always say that when you, when you build your development plan and when you look at your career, be honest with yourself. Try not to shy away f- from, from, from these things. And I think an, another example for that was, I mean, for me, uh, I'm, I'm very sort of focused on, on solving problems and, and strategy and vision and the company and all these things that I, I tend to underestimate sometimes being personal, showing the personal side of me. And I, always, I often get that feedback. Mm-hmm. And I, I had an example where my, when I, when I joined uh, my role in Sweden and my wife gave me some advice before going in. I mean, sure, instead of talking about all the things you've done, talk about your family, give them a feel for who you are. And it's quite, I sort of underestimate how powerful it was. I had a person who, when I left, uh, he had, uh, in between the four years I spent, we did left Sweden and come back, left the company and come back. And he said that thing that day was the most powerful presentation he's ever seen. That person who comes in, joins a company, and don't start talking about all the things he's done, talks about who he is instead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Went back and told my wife, but it's, it's, quite, it's, quite, it's quite powerful sometimes you underestimate those things, right? Yeah, no. One, I can say you've definitely stuck to that as well, because when we had our, our marketing event um, where we had the it was outdoors and we obviously had some speakers in and, and you gave a talk and you actually spoke about your your personal background and stuff, didn't you? And and I agree. I found that really yeah. powerful hearing about who you are, because we have loads of updates where we know about business performance and it's our mm. job to know about all those sorts of things. And the fact that you approached it in a human way meant that everyone else probably throughout the rest of the day felt, okay, we now need to get on a human level with everyone and build better relationships because that's what the event really was for. Um, so I think you you used that as a great opportunity to sort of set the tone, which was really good. Um, what that Thank makes me you. think of, you're very welcome. Thank you for sharing. Um, with, with regards to what you're saying there around maybe not go, leading with a business, um sort of of talk when you're introducing yourself in certain environments it kind of makes me think around um the book that simon sinek wrote with start with why and and if we lead with the why so your why for coming to work or your why of who you are as a person people Mm -hmm. are going to be naturally way more engaged in terms of who you are versus if you say what i am i am christian i'm an md of of marketing for ee Mm -hmm. whilst that's really interesting it, you'll always struggle to get on a real human level with people and probably build those relationships, which enable you to be even better at being Christian, the marketing MD at e consumer. Like I feel we almost need to reverse engine, start with who we are as a person 
um, my advice to anyone who's looking to progress their career would be when you're building relationships and you're trying to progress your career, focus on the relationships you have with people versus just thinking, I need to just work, 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 because the relationships you have with people will be the thing that actually helps you progress your career because people then will feel invested to support you on that journey. I th that's something that I've really experienced um, over the past few years as I've sort of made a few moves within our business. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Think, I, think, that, I think that's right. But it, I mean, it's obviously as you progress your career, incredibly important that you are seen as a person who, who gets things done right yeah. it's that combination about about sort of creating a relationship around sort of getting things done and being being a person people want to work with mm -hmm. it's that it's that combination i think that's very powerful yeah i think it's taking that into life as well so obviously i've, I've listened to you guys there i don't have children and you've have all made sort of powerful statements to to who you are and where you've come from and the journey is are at different stages as parents but I think the, having the relationship and the conversations, obviously, Christian, like I wasn't present at the event, but the way Lewis is describing it is very much how when you were at the gospel centre, I was in the, I was lucky enough to be in the meeting where you dressed everyone and you're really personable and you know you spoke about yourself in that instance and that stuck with me. I mean, it's been it's been quite a while now and that still stuck with me. And I think that's something. I think if you want to not just be successful at work but be successful at life, you need to be able to do in day to day. And I think that's some of the barriers that we're breaking down, you know, and I, mm -hmm. you learn, we're learning different angles from our friendships. Like I'm learning more about Joby. I've, you know, I've, I've knew Lewis for nigh on 12 years and I'm learning stuff through this podcast mm -hmm. and through just having conversations like you're saying, just more personal conversations rather than a, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. So I think it's those barriers that you need to break down, not just in the work, but definitely in a, in a personal life as well. And I think people will benefit from it. And anyone listening, you know, all it starts with a, a general conversation. Put yourself out there as well. Like obviously, Christian, you're putting yourself out there and you're almost in a way making yourself vulnerable by mm -hmm. telling people about yourself and, and who you are as a person. And not many people would do that. And I think it, you re reap all the rewards because then obviously people are willing to do that and it's a give and take relationship for sure it's quite refreshing as well given the level that you work within within ee yeah thank you thank you thank you so much for saying that so um within that i think what would be interesting again where we are um we're starting to talk touch upon how people can sort of best progress their career and you you've mentioned sort of the five steps and things um what have been the big moments of, of change in, in your career, Christian, where potentially you've had moments where almost the pennies dropped or something's happened in your career where you've gone, OK, I'm, I'm now taking this serious. Has, has, mm. has there been any moments like that in your life? Yeah, I can think of a, of a number of them. Um, I think the, the first one was maybe actually related to health a little bit when I uh when i when i moved from consulting into into telenor at the time the first time was a point in time where where i uh i worked too much and slept too little um mm -hmm. and it's it's the the reason that i still today where i didn't i didn't do that at the time obviously because it didn't exist where an aura ring that sort of tracks your sleep and not because i believe it makes my sleep better but it keeps me honest <laughs> to myself when i yeah. don't so it's um so it's it's just realizing how important 
sleepers um and i that was a bit of a it's a bit of an eye opener for me at the time so so getting out of consulting uh, working that much uh, traveling a bit too much as well into mm-hmm. uh, a sort of a corporate role was was a, was a big step for me also a step where you where you realize that um you can't do everything yourself in a consulting world where you lead a, a consulting team and then you present to an, a, a client you often can i mean I, I i could do the powerpoint the evening before and and do a great presentation in front of the client and 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 most things would be all fine whereas mm-hmm. when you start managing a team of 25 you can't you need mm-hmm. to work with other people and, and you realize that you now need to not just do it yourself, but be effective, and that's a bit of a learning curve you go through when you when you, when you sort of work with people. That's sort of one moment that that, that sort of stuck with me. I had another yeah. moment which was a bit was a bit earlier actually. I had a I had a part time job in the Ministry of, of Business and Industry in in, in Denmark, and I uh, there was a visit with some very senior uh, people from OPEC coming in uh, from the Middle East and, and meeting a couple of ministers in in Denmark, and for some reason. Uh, my my boss was head of department. Asked whether I could I could take that on because he couldn't do it, and I uh, nobody else from the team could. So I I, I took that on. I, I was obviously not saying a whole lot. I was just I was just there. But watching our ministers and watching some of the senior people in the room, I, I realized quite quickly that I, I I there was nothing here that was magic. There's nothing I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And I, and that was a bit of a wake up call because I'm sort of moving moving. <laughs> Out of a small town into into Copenhagen, being three years into my study, sitting all of a sudden with leaders of OPEC and a couple of our ministers, feeling that okay, I, I can I can follow this. I could I could obviously I couldn't do that at the time, but still got yeah. that feeling that that's, this this is possible, and that was yeah. a bit of an eye opener for me. Uh, and then I would think that the, 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 I mean I mean email, uh, the the third thing that I think about was that role. I, I mean I was been in Malaysia for two weeks and I got the opportunity to negotiate a network sharing deal. I never worked with networks before, and I yeah. remember my boss. My boss told me, Christian, uh, I know you, and uh, you don't know why it won't happen, why it can't happen. So you'll make it happen. If I ask our technical team to do it, they'll tell me ten reasons it can't. Mm-hmm. And and so I ended up I ended up actually getting that deal done. And it's it's I think. <laughs> It's it's one of the biggest, the most difficult achievements I've 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 done, and it, and it, and and that those are things where you just throw yourself into entirely new territory, yeah, and somehow end up uh, getting it all to show. I think I mean those are three moments. I mean that would many other moments I could think about, but those are three big moments that I have been part of shaping me and forming how I think and uh, the belief I have. Yeah, they they all seem like very defining moments. I, I think the one in Malaysia seems to be the one. You've referenced it a couple of times, and was that the moment you went from being probably good at your job to then thinking, actually, I can be a game changer in a potential industry here because I'm doing something that maybe other people haven't done? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I would say it was it was the first time I, I was part of a top management team, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it was two weeks into my first role as part of a top management team. Uh, which, which was one thing. So there's an element of proving yourself in uh, yeah. as, as part of the person reporting to a CEO and and uh, and at the same time just sitting around a table where you had people from group, both Akshata Group and Telenor Group, uh, senior people in senior positions, and realized that I was driving it right and and running it from our side and, and sort of creating that puzzle, a stakeholder 
management possible, who, who to influence how and how to make it happen. That was a defining moment for me in, in, in many ways. Uh, uh, it, it definitely was. And, and for the company I was part of at the time, it was definitely uh, a game change of in terms of our cost structure so so yes i would say so yeah yeah it, it, de it definitely sounds like it so we have a, a section as we come to the end of the podcast because we've got sort of 10 minutes or so um until we're going to be wrapping up ethan does a session with all of our guests um where we ask for some levels of inspiration that you've had in your life uh, ethan do you want to ask the question i will not steal your thunder well, Christian, Lewis seems to have Stormy Thunder because you are his guest, so he wants to... You may as well finish it off, Lewis, and, and ask Christian. Okay, if, if, if that's how you want to go with it. Um, so, Christian, <laughs> yeah. what, 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 we, what we tend to do, we ask guests um, it, it, throughout your life, has, has there been either a book? Has there been... You've referenced TED Talks. Um, some guests have even referenced the film that has and potentially still is today something that you ha have used as inspiration or has um changed your way of thinking that would be helpful for our, our listeners yeah i mean uh, for me <laughs> you would probably love me saying but i mean those those sessions i mean i also had the luxury of following up with david phillips so i had both uh watched his tech ted talks and done it several times and i've had the opportunity to work with him uh, on a one-to-one -one level as well and I, I think they have been have been great because he takes a perspective to presentation technique which is about uh, the hormones you 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 sort of uh, activate with people with different types of stories and, and he does that very very effectively live and he does that very effectively on in his, in his TED talks and I think that's that's very powerful I think that's been a, a toolbox that I've been coming back to uh, throughout there's no there's no one film or, or sort of book that I, I I think has made the same made the same impact uh, yeah no that's really interesting I, I'm definitely gonna go and look at his YouTube because I actually haven't come across him before. I've never heard um, yeah I've never he's heard Swedish, of him he's Swedish he's Swedish so it's not I mean he's not he's not he's not sort of internationally and sort of known in that in, mm. in that but now he's he's built a bit of a business and he's he's started storytelling.com so yeah. it's um, definitely storytelling.com maybe he's a, a future guest i will reach out <laughs> and i can probably I think... get him on yeah I, I i heard the podcast was finished once christian had been on i think that's the <laughs> <podcast> <laughs> to me. i think this is the only reason the podcast got started was to have christian on i think that's it really ah. um <laughs> christian just you on the back of that um you know, I appreciate we're, we're passing the time here, but obviously where obviously people are within the industry, a similar industry as yourself, obviously different career paths. You know, I take my off to, to Job and to Lewis, you know, they've both worked really hard and they're in their own avenues and, and they're going their own journeys. You know, I've, I've known Lewis for, like I've mentioned, too many years. Um, <laughs> Plymouth Argyle years. Since he, when he played for Plymouth Argyle back in the day. <laughs> but, um, you know, the thing for me is it's been an absolute credit to watch these boys grow. And, you know, Lewis, it's well documented that Lewis has rose from the ashes and, you know, he's he's become an absolute sort of gem in the industry he works in. And he's, you know, very career driven, often sacrifices family time for that career. But, you know, if we had this opportunity to have this chat with you 
years ago, seven years ago for me when I first came into BT and I know it's obviously AE. What advice would you give someone who's starting their journey and maybe at the start of their road and how would you, yeah, what advice would you give them? I think, but I think I would go back to some of the things we talked about earlier, and I think it starts with it starts with looking yourself in the mirror and 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 figuring out what what uh, what are the things you need to develop to go where you want to go, and what why do you want to go there? What makes you happy? Where do you get your energy from? And what's your formula? Because it's it's again I'm I talked about before sort of how I how I thought effective communication was earlier in my career and just realizing that there are different ways of being effective in, 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 in communication and you need to figure out what is, what is your way. Uh, I think that's, that's, that's an important part. And then I think it's when you think about progression in your career and, and depending on sort of where you are, I think I, I often say to, to people who are sort of in my teams or two level down and that it's, that it's, it's, it's about, the higher you get in an organization, the more aspects you need to include. That's why it's it's important to move sideways, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if I, if I look at my own progression, I've, again, I've done network sharing, I've done big IT projects, I've done regulatory, I've done, done corporate communications, I've done pricing, I've done channel management, I've done analytics, I've done many, many of the aspects around running a telco. And that makes me, I think, a more effective marketer as well, because I... I know the different aspects of the business and it's it's been part of of sort of rounding me off and realizing because it's it's like the higher you get the more things you need to to include in your in your in your decision making whether it's change management yeah the financial aspect it... or regulatory aspects or legal aspects or there's so many aspects you need to include right and 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 not being afraid of taking a sideways move to build your profile and your and your and your sort of own experience, I think, is mm. is, an, is an important one. I think it's actually quite cool that you said that because, obviously, from my perspective here on the sales floor, I've moved quite a lot of times between different aspects of the business, between loyalty, value, retaining gain, outbound, inbound, etc. And and my dream and passion has always been sort of graphic design, sort of that marketing side of things as well. And it kind of does put in perspective what you were saying about being more all all rounded there's a lot of things i look at now within ee that i think actually you know what if i did ever progress towards sort of graphic design within ee having that direct contact with customers and seeing mm-hmm. it from the frontline perspective i feel like i could get a lot from that in graphic design which you wouldn't usually put the two together directly from an outside perspective but from an internal perspective i feel like especially speaking to some of the lads Lewis has put us in touch with etc um it, it's probably great experience to have that frontline experience to be able to further so i think it, it, it is something that a lot of people sort of take for granted is is like you said taking side steps or or being more fully rounded in that sense of things as well mm-hmm. yeah but there's yeah. no doubt there's no doubt yeah, I think as long as you look at every experience as an opportunity to learn and grow, it, it might not be the right experience for you. And it means you move faster than you might have originally planned. So if you, you get there and you go, actually, this just isn't for me. Okay, well, then you've you've learned that that isn't for you. And it's all about finding the things that we're passionate about, finding the things that we enjoy, push you, stretch you, allow you to be in an environment where you feel challenged, all those sorts of things. 
So my advice is it always is to Joby is just keep pushing and learning and you have to be bolder. That, that's the, the biggest thing and not bold because if you took your cap off, you're the same as me, but bolder. I thought, sense... I thought, I thought you said it first, actually. I thought yeah. you said you have to be bold. I was like, oh, well, I've already ticked yeah. that box. Yeah. It's more, number five. More, more bold. It's yeah. number five that Christian was saying. I think that's my, if I was analyzing myself from the back of this podcast, I'd say for me personally, I've learned a lot from you, Christian. So I really appreciate the, the time you've given us today because it yeah. has put in perspective that I do have that weakness and that probably is holding us back. And, and now that I do have that drive with, with having my son, I think it's mm-hmm. something that I do want to sort of personally develop on. So I really appreciate you giving us that time because I've learned a lot from that. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, me too, Christian. I just want to thank you. You know, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on and, you know, getting a chat with you. Um, you know, and, and I was just going to ask you, you know, before Lewis sort of has another chat with you, if we do a part two, can we come do it in the summer house? <laughs> <laughs> You're more than welcome. Go do face to face. Cheers, mate. Thank you. We, 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 we could pro- we could probably sort of part two in, in <laughs> London one day or, or whatever. Oh, yeah. I would love to go to Denmark. I'd love. To, I actually yeah. had a my heritage, uh, like a DNA test, and all of my ancestries from from like Denmark, Sweden, Norway area, Scandinavian. So. I would love to go. I've never been before. Can, can we just clarify yeah. that? Just just because that is the case doesn't mean but you get to go to Denmark. It's a free but... pass, yeah. No, <laughs> it's yeah. a free pass. It's in the blood. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't quite work like that. Um, but yeah, Christian, again, I will echo what the boys said. Uh, thank you so much for giving up your time. And it's super inspirational to have someone like you, again, spreading the word that men need to look after their their health and sharing your some of your experiences and thoughts as being one that I've learned a lot from. And yeah, extremely grateful. Thank you. No, thanks for having me. Yeah, really appreciate it. Look forward till next time. See you in Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys.